This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to Seagull Social Series 2, episode 39. There's absolutely no way I was ever going to butcher that one because it's never happened before. I'm here with the boys, Maz and Ben, and obviously myself, Ryan. Boys, it was a strange away day, but how are we all feeling? Lackluster. Oh, well, well, yeah, right, Maz, you take it in. Oh, yeah. Well, no, no, I thought he was asking about, you know, how are we feeling in general, Ben? I thought thought I'd give a little life update. Well, yeah, you've been away, mate. Let's let's, let's catch up about you. Oh yeah, no, I, I have been away. I've been uh, very lucky to go to all the boxing in America. Been around York. the world, now, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Mr. Worldwide, no pitbull. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, just been, yeah, went to the boxing. Taylor Serrano, first of all, New York, which was incredible. Like the atmosphere was just mad. And then Canelo Bivol, which was obviously the big upset in the boxing world. Um, so that was uh, a joy. And then um, I'm in uh, sunny Huddersfield right now to cover the uh, playoff semi-finals between Huddersfield. <laughs> the and difference Luton. right there. So, We've uh, gone from I'm like actually... <laughs> lovely America yeah. over to Huddersfield Luton. It's just it's, yeah. <laughs> it's really not a seller, is it? So, um, but I am actually I actually am looking forward to that. It should be good. So, I mean, you know, playoff semi-finals uh, to go to Wembley. Can't you know the atmosphere should be good. Um, so yeah, looking forward to it. But yeah, back to Brighton. Uh, I thought mm. it wasn't you know. At the end of the day, it was frustrating, I thought, because the way we pretty much, I'd say we controlled the game most most parts. And then to then concede last minute was very frustrating. And most annoyingly, Josh Akers hasn't stopped going on about Gelhart's skill. So, um, yeah. Oh, that's mate, really he was annoying. shit the whole game. And then he'd done one fact, moment where he looked like Lionel Messi. I know, he's absolutely so sad. But I'm sure we'll get onto that. But anyway, yeah, yeah, that, that's me. So, yeah, I'll, uh, yeah, you boys. For me, like that first half was really good, I think. Um Maybe Leeds were shit, but we were also really good. Um, and then it was just the second half. Like, what we were just so bad in the second half. And then to top it off, we Potter made, a, in my opinion, shit substitution, taking off Caicedo and bringing on Alana. Don't know what he's thinking when we were trying to ride out the game and maybe hold on to a 1 0. I don't know why he brought Alana on. Maybe just to get the tweets saying that he's got 250 career uh, league appearances or whatever. <laughs> maybe that was the reason. But it was, yeah, it was a very weird substitution. You could have just stuck with that for the end, I think. But. Yeah. He's made the substitution and we were made to pay, unfortunately. I don't really have too many opinions. I was trying to say this off, off air. I don't really have too many opinions. I'm not salty the fact we drew because I, I think 
it was probably a fair result on the basis of the amount of chances Leeds had. We had a few good chances first half. I think Welbeck could have easily had two or three. But I don't know. We didn't really feel like we had the intensity. It felt like a bit of an end of the season game, I think. You know, it was it was that classic. No one really wants to get well, the injured. The wigs were we out, weren't they? We didn't... Yeah, I, well, to be honest, around B, there wasn't too many wigs. But yeah, like second half, we just seemed to take our foot off the gas, which is so uncharacteristic of us and Graham Potter as well. You know, for us to sort of sharp shop and just sort of hold out a one nil, it was very unusual. And I think if it wasn't for Leeds scoring in the 92nd minute, I probably would have been coming on and saying it was a very professional performance. It was just, you know, quite very well done. It probably wasn't beautiful on the eye, but... Then when you concede in the way we did, which is probably, I think, coming. I don't know about you guys, but it sort of felt like Leeds, the amount of chances they were sort of getting, the atmosphere was unbelievable in Ellen Road, to be fair. I can't take it away from him. It was absolutely rocking. And uh, yeah, I've got to be honest, like it is probably the best atmosphere ground I've ever been to, Ellen Road. So I'll give them credit for that. But no, I don't know. It just, it just didn't seem like we had the intensity or, or really want to beat them. I don't know what you guys think. I could second half it clearly. I think they probably deserved a draw overall just because they were yeah. knocking on the door for a while. Sanchez kept us in the game. He made like four really, really good saves. I think there were probably like two that yeah. stood out yeah. a lot. Good point. He made four saves that kept us in the game. Um, so, yeah, credit to Sanchez. Otherwise, that could have easily been a loss in that second half. Um, so, yeah, I think probably a draw is a fair result. We really, really, really got lucky at the uh, very beginning when Sanchez fumbled that corner. And uh, and then think the Gelhart had that shot, and then he blasted it straight at Cooper. Yeah, Cooper basically yeah. saved it off the line for us. That was, that was so lucky because if they got that yeah. early goal, that would have been. I think it would have been a tough afternoon after that. Yeah, it, it would have raised the roof in there as well. To be fair, like when they were doing marching mm. together and stuff, I was a bit like, yeah, fair play. <laughs> everything, like, everything I've sort of taken the mick out of Leeds and everything is you know say where's your famous atmosphere and whatever you know a lot of that chanting. But I think it's credit where it's due. Yesterday, I was a bit like. Yeah, I've not been to Ellen Road before uh, and a 92nd minute equaliser to potentially keep them up. I can see where the uh, celebrations come from. But um, I want to talk a little bit about uh, Danny Welbeck because obviously you mentioned him. He had a lot of good chances. We also finished his first chance very, very well. So we'll talk about the goal first. Obviously, it's a great goal. Uh, the run from Basuma, he always so um, intercepted or I think he actually put in a challenge. Fed through uh, Welbeck, he bodied his man, and oh, what a chip as well. To have that composure, it was like da- uh, Bobby Zamora's goal at Leeds, literally like a few years ago. It was like oh, yeah. almost identical to that goal. Um, but yeah, Welbeck, he's it was a weird one because I thought he had a great game, but he missed a lot of chances. And I think if that was Mope, for example, who missed that header in the last minute, you wouldn't be hearing the end of it. But when because it's Mo- Welbeck, you're looking at the goal. I don't know what you guys think. That's a fair point. I think he's got less of a reputation, isn't he, uh, of of missing sitters. He, but yeah, you're right. Like I think in the first half he had that one where he brought it down and he tried to like finesse it in the bottom corner, but just didn't really work at all. Um, obviously, the goal was really, really good, and maybe because he's in form, we we, we kind of say it gave him the benefit of the doubt because he'd already scored in the game. If he had missed those two sitters, like let's say if he was one on one and he missed that one where he chipped it over Melia and then missed the header as well, you probably would have seen a few fans get on his back. Um, but yeah, that's, you're right. You're not. You do make a good point. I'm at, I can imagine a lot of people would have been on Mopes back if he missed that header. Yeah. Um, but yeah, maybe uh, he covered his ass well back by actually getting a goal in that game. I, I think I think Welbeck's good enough to start for a, a Europa side. I, I just think he's his injuries haven't helped him. I, I think that his his misses are there. But again, you could probably get up any stat of any 
you know, decent striker in this league and they would have missed a lot of chances, including the probably the biggest biggest strikers in the world have missed a lot of chances. So I don't know, it, it sort of goes both ways. I think it's another situation like it was last season where we've got Mopay and Welbeck. What last season it was Mopay missing the chances, but it would be the only one to score them. Whereas this time we've got Welbeck, Trossard's chipped in a fair bit, but we still probably don't have that lethal edge from midfield still. Mwepu sort of changed it. Caicedo got his first goal against United. I, we'll go on to why we, I don't get why we took him off. But again, it's one of them situations where if Welbeck didn't score yesterday, we probably wouldn't have scored elsewhere on the pitch, if you know what I'm trying to say. Oh, definitely not. No, that's true. Yeah, I think uh, th- th- you do make a good point. And it's whether, um, again, we talk about it, Would und- is Undav going to be that guy that starts? Because Mopay, again, not getting in. He's only going to be see more Undav? frustrated. Did and apparently he walked yesterday? off. He was like, he probably in a straight away, didn't he? Oh, yeah, in front of the camera, like doing that to Vincent Company. Yeah. So funny. Yeah, yeah, Hang yeah. On. Love that. What were we talking about? What, <laughs> we just got, yeah, we're talking about Undav, yeah. <laughs> we're talking about Undav. Is that is, uh, him shushing the uh, uh, Vincent Company, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Should we just move on yeah. then? Should we just talk about. Yeah, let's um, move on. Okay, so what are we up to? So we've done the goal, we've done Basima's ball from. We talked about Welbeck. Uh, Solly March's chance, mate. Let's just talk about that because that is yeah. Solly March's chance. A gold mate. chance, a golden chance, a great ball from Trossard over the top, and he, Solly drags it wide. Not I was, even. I was, oh. I was saying he's been getting a lot of stick. He's been getting a lot of stick on socials. Uh, Solly yeah. March, which I don't know. I, I don't know. I think it's a bit. It's a bit unfair. I think. Like again, we talk about we talk about that standards. Like, is he the guy to kick us on? Probably not. Like he's, he's, you know, is he going to make us better? Probably mm. not. But I think he's a good squad player to have, and he's a good option to have. You know, just in case you get injuries, just in case you get, you know, um, someone that, uh, yeah, well, injuries mostly. But like, a good yeah, utility player, he, isn't he? Yeah, he's, yeah, exactly. He can play multiple positions. He, he always puts a shift in. You can't knock him for that. He always tries his hardest. But is he technically? One of the better players? No. He's not something you'd want to have one-on-one with a goalkeeper like that, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, he managed yeah. to get himself in a really good position. That, that um, chance, yeah, that chance is a good point, actually, because I sort of forgot about that. But from where I was, I thought he was offside because obviously in the, in the away end of Leeds, you can't see anything anyway. Mm. But I thought I thought he was offside, so I sort of put it down to, oh, well. But then when I watched it back on match of the day, I was like, oh my God, the amount of chances we actually had in that game. Yeah. I didn't even sort of take into account as to how clear cut they were until I looked back on it and obviously the I say the the Solly March and the Welbeck chance they were two goals like any other week pretty much I mean Solly March last season this is what I was saying uh, yesterday I thought Junior Firpo he, he I, I really 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 don't rate him I think he's absolutely useless and I thought if there's anyone we could really target yesterday it was going to be him and if Solly March had the sort of drive that he did against United because arguably he played his best ever game for Brighton against United last week and then we come up against Firpo who's one of the worst left backs in the league he has a chance there to really target him and prove again that he's you know got it and he just didn't take it and I don't know why because I thought Leeds like yesterday were so poor defensively I thought they were there for the taking the whole game Um, even when they scored or whatever even when they're having their chances they were still shaky at the back um, it's sort of like um, was it Villa I think we played at the Amex we lost 2-0 but they were so bad mm. and it's kind of weird to say that we, we lost that game but they were poor defensively we didn't take the chances Southampton as well actually I think it was Southampton and we should have smashed them but when we were 2-0 up we obviously bottled it and drew 2-2 mm. it's a pretty similar situation to Leeds really we took the lead 
um, and seems to just sit back and, and not really punish a defence, which is arguably one of the worst in the division. I don't know what you guys think about that. Is the worst. Well, yes, yeah, second worst, isn't it? I think they've only conceded, um, was it like two, two more than? Oh, no, they've only conceded two less than Norwich or something like that. Yeah. Um, again, like going back to March, though, I'm no striker, which is old well, footballer even, which is why I'm sat in this chair right now. But if I'm solely March, I'm blasting that. And you yeah. could, surely it's going to go somewhere on target more mm. so than just dragging it like that with your mm. I don't with your foot opposite from the goal like that. Of, I don't yeah, really know. Tried to skew it a little if bit, if he was right footed, yeah. then it would you could curl it around the goalkeeper to the bottom corner he was aiming for. But it was always going to drag with his left foot like that. So I don't really yeah, know. He's, that's probably March's there. biggest downfall as a footballer. Is he's very very one footed. He doesn't really have a right foot. So mm-hmm. that's probably the one big sort of criticism in his play. I don't want to come here and be negative because I, I don't think we should be. But don't get yeah, wrong, I, I love Solly March, March, by the way. I think he is a really good keep player and a really good player for the squad. But yeah, he's not a striker, which he just unfortunately found himself in a really good position to to get to put us. I think it was to put us two up at that point, wasn't it? Was that after yeah, that? Yeah, that would have put us two. Up. That, yeah, that yeah. would have put the game to bed. Which, which is another it's another situation, isn't it? Because we've had multiple chances here where we could have then buried this game, and that's what basically you know. I'm saying about this Leeds defence, I just thought he was there for the taking. But yeah. one one player that really, really did keep us in it was Robert Sanchez. I mean, absolutely fantastic yesterday. I'll let you guys talk about Sanchez because I don't want to waffle again. But I just, you know, after all the criticisms we've given him, whatever, I think he, he was absolutely superb yesterday. The saves he pulled off, especially against Rafinha's free kick, were absolutely unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah, go on, man. Yeah, I, I mean, I think he's class. He's uh, it'll be interesting to see just just quickly uh, a bit of a side note. It'll be interesting to see if he does become Spain number one because obviously he's been. I think Unai Simon is the mm. uh, preferred choice at the moment. Uh, but then obviously they've got David yeah. De Gea and they've got now Bobby Sanchez as a real contender for the, for the uh, Spain national team. Mm-hmm. So it'll be interesting. And even to see Raya how... from Brentford, he got called up ahead of De Gea, didn't he? De Gea got Did he? dropped from the squad oh, completely in the last international wow. year. Oh man, yeah. I didn't realise that. So he yeah, really doesn't rate I suppose he's not like the modern day goalkeeper, is he? Yeah, yeah he's much more of a shot stopper, isn't he? Like he's unreal at shot stopping, mm. um, but he's not really yeah. yet great with his feet. Um, but yeah, yeah, just yeah, that was yeah, just an but... interesting side note to see where where Bobby Bobby, uh, you know, at the World Cup does he does he start? Because that that'd be amazing, wouldn't it? To say like Brighton over Albion have got a Spain number one into like international, like that would be sick to say. Yeah. Um, yeah. But like, could um, you imagine yeah, that yeah. we have a starting player in the World Cup? That'd be mad. I'm just deeping that yeah. now. That would actually be. Mad. I don't think. I don't think that's happened, does it? I think yeah. it has. Oh, we, yeah, it has for sure. Oh, oh yeah, from like apart from Jahan then, Bash. then apart from in the modern, yeah, Bash, Yeah, in the modern day, I think we had well Balogun, or have we signed him by that point? Where Nigeria? Balogun, maybe. Did play? I don't, I don't recall him. Maybe mm. he did. Mm. I thought it was. But de- more... de- definitely Ali Reza, oh, definitely for sure. Ali Reza was. Yeah. Yeah, but we Ali Reza didn't play for us when he played in the World Cup. So I'm just Did trying to think because he was really hot, wasn't he? Then no, we signed him after that summer. Oh, we yeah, signed him fair, in the summer. Fair. Yeah, yeah, I think after. You're right, you're right. So yeah, because yeah. so, I remember we signed him. I was so excited because obviously he was so big in in, in Iran, wasn't he? He was like, oh my <laughs> yeah, god, we've got yeah. Ali Razor, but then just yeah. didn't really quite come. Anyway, it was <laughs> yeah. Ali anyway, yeah, but, but yeah, back, too many back, chances. Too back to Bobby. Back to Bobby. Um, you know, too I, many I chances. Was... Bobby Sanchez kept us in the game. Mm. And and I, th- I thought he was brilliant. Um, I thought you know some key key saves, uh, key saves even as you mentioned, uh, especially from Rafinha twice, wasn't it? Um, yeah, I think also... that I think the free kick one was surely the best. And then what was it? Click from outside the box in the first. Oh, half. click! Sorry, yeah, click. Yeah. That's the one yeah. where he when injured he himself. Fell into the post. Yeah, 
yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so, um, yeah, no, he, he was he was monumental for us. And um, I think he, you know, kept us in the game and he was key, key, key player for us. Uh, and, like, defensively, mm. I thought, even for the goal, I thought defensively, I, I, obviously I wouldn't put any blame on Sanchez. Like, it was just great skill from Gelhart. Uh, obviously sat down dunk. Um, Kukure obviously didn't, Sort of okay. Before before we get further than that, right? Talk about Gelhart because was it great skill or was it just really bad defending? Because when I watched it, I was no, like, "What are we doing?" Skill. It, it Do you was reckon? Really good skill. Because yeah, I just yeah, thought it was, it was awful from see. Dunk, and I never slate Dunk, but I thought oh, no, no. I just thought it was I mean, really poor. I thought, no, I, I, how is he on the floor was, in that situation? I thought, it was poor, I thought it was poor defending in general. Like I thought we should have, like how it's gone yeah. over three players and, and strikes coming in the back post and hitting That's what I mean. It's just like, like it's poor. But yeah. but you got to give credit where credit's due. Like Gelhart, he did absolutely sit down. Dunk. Yeah. Like it was just great piece yeah. of skill. And then that little little lofted little chip he did over. Yeah, him. Like, just to jump sick. over him. Yeah, so, that was sick. It was like watching. Yeah. I don't want to boost his ego because I don't rate him at all. But he was turning to Lionel Messi in that little that those those ten seconds. <laughs> and yeah, it was like when uh, Messi sat down Jerome Boateng at the new Camp, wasn't it? That yeah. time, it's like iconic. Uh, Thank video. God we don't have Josh Akers on right now. Honestly, don't get me started, mate. He he's, he's tagged me in the video on Instagram like two or three <laughs> times. But I, do you know what my response was? I actually respect my, my resp- that, you know. But do you know what my response is? <laughs> my response is just like, oh yeah, massive three points for the lads. Yeah, well done. Like, you didn't win, mate. All right? You, you didn't win. You got one point. Yeah, you should your, be like, oh, what a win for Leeds. What a win. Yeah, what a win, yeah. What that, pissed me off from my... What pissed me off from my Leeds mate though is he was like uh, he sent me the video the Gelhart thing and he we was like oh uh, <laughs> he was like dunk for England and I was like oh mate literally he locked up Gelhart the whole fucking game in one yeah. moment he just yeah, yeah, yeah dunk yeah. made so many decent blocks and tackles in that game and then so one well. moment and, that's it and yeah. also as well what was it not was it ninety fourth minute or something like that ninety fifth ninety two I think ninety two oh, so like it's late on in the game obviously our concentrations just not lasted last ditch defending yeah. mate I'm not even like, gonna lie as soon as they put six minutes up I just thought we're gonna lose well not lose but draw this game I, I yeah, could just yeah. see it coming you know it was one of them it was just everyone around us sort of felt it it's just like ugh. but what I want to talk about as well actually before I forget Mark Kukurea I know we spoke about him so many times. But, my God, player of the season now. I don't think we've spoken since he's player of the season. Player of the season now, fan and player's player of the season, which is a unbelievable... Put me on the bench. I don't like to speak English. He laughs like... I imagine he's... He reminds me of like a pet dog. What is this? Yeah, what is this? But, no, he's just... Mate, he is so good. I mean, like, I don't want to just be really deluded. But I can't, I still can't tell you a time where Kukure has had a bad game. He's just so, so consistently good. Mm. And probably a standout yesterday. I mean, we didn't really have a, a, a particularly impressive standout game yesterday, I wouldn't say. But I'd say Kukure, if anyone, really, really stood out to me on the field, on the field, on the pitch. I sounded yeah. like, um, what's his name then? Uh, Jesse, Jesse Marsh. <laughs> he was on the field. He was really good uh-huh. in that game. But like, no, I just thought Kukure, you guys talk about him. What do you think of um, the man you well, Australia boys? I was going to, I was going to switch that, Ryan, because I've got written down, We because since Maz has been away, we've done our top three players of the season. Maz, we're going to put you on the spot good here, point. unless you read the doc. Um, can you have, uh, could you give us your top three Brighton players of the season? So Ryan, I'll, I'll go first to say mine. I think yeah. I'd put Mope third, Trossard second, and Kukrena first. And then Ryan swapped it out last minute. So, Ryan, you tell Maz what you've done. Yeah, I was gutted with that, you know, because I, I changed. Um, so, I had Kukrena first. Um, yeah. I think I had Veltman second. And then I had McAllister third, but then I changed it to Trossard. I, I left it as McAllister just because of how um, diverse he's sort of been in his role this season. 
And I changed the Trossard just because I, maybe a bit of recency bias. But I don't know. It's sort of a bit of a toss-up. But yeah, that was my three. And then obviously the the, the club announced in there that it was uh, Kukurea, Veltman, and then McAllister, which is the exact order I initially had, yeah. which is kind of annoying. But yeah, anyway, <laughs> yeah. Maz. <laughs> well, people, sorry, people were surprised that Alexis got in it, weren't they? They were. They yeah. did question that. They thought Trossard probably should have. But yeah, Maz, yeah, yeah. you, you I give mean, us your yeah. point. Uh, look, I'm I'm not gonna um, I'm not gonna lie. It's not gonna be too dissimilar to you boys because, like, we all know that those players that you all just mentioned have been incredible. But obviously, yeah, number one for me, yeah, Kukurea, fifteen million from Getafe. I mean, the geezer is unreal. Uh, he's so good. And one big thing for me is like other teams notice him as well. So like you know, usually a lot of Brighton players get this. Mm. You know, don't really get a mention when it comes to Player of the Year. Um, you know all these kind of you know Premier League nominations. Whereas I, I feel like a lot of yeah. uh, rival fans or just general fans have actually mentioned Kukurea. Yeah, like, they've taken to him, haven't Brighton. they? Yeah, it just goes yeah, to like, show, like in the Seagull Central video of uh, his yeah. uh, being where he goes egg gaffer, like it got like it banged to like one point oh, seven hey, million yeah, views like, in like less than twenty four oh, hours. Crazy. Just yeah, shows yeah, how crazy. much other fans like him. Yeah, so I think he's he's really he's he's made not only us aware of how good he is, but he's made the whole Premier League aware, which obviously yeah. is a good and a bad thing. Which dangerous uh, you know, game. That means yeah, yeah, it game. means clubs might come after him, but hopefully we have got enough to keep him. I don't think he will. Well, we've already like got that problem, haven't we? I mean, I mean, Chelsea Tuchel has been a long term admirer of him. And yeah, he's, he's come out quite quite vocally that Chelsea really like him, and obviously they've now got Marcus Alonso. He's probably gonna not play for them next season. Ben Chilwell and some 50 million didn't really yeah. happen for them. I I would I would be worried. I, I don't think he will go. I, I think I'd no. be surprised to see him go in the summer. But if Chelsea come calling and they offer sort of 50, 60 million, would you say no to uh, either of you guys? We'll be able to. You wouldn't be able to say no. Yeah. You can't turn that down, no. money. That's a club like us. But and he's linked, to, just, linked with yeah. Spurs as well, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. So it's not just not just but Chelsea. I just yeah, I just I think he'll because of like you know like how emotional he was when he scored that goal against United, um, mm. obviously winning the, the player yeah. of the season. I think he's he's got a really good affinity to the club already. Like he's got that connection. Yeah. Um, so I think he'll definitely 100% give us another season at least. Yeah, at least. Um, at least. And, then, and then yeah, and then we'll see see what happens after that. But then uh, going on to number two, um, I'd go for Lionel Trossard just because <laughs> I feel like he, he's turned up. This moments. is this is crazily ironic from last season. It's, it's brilliant. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. We were slagging him off last season about how fucking <laughs> inconsistent he was. Yeah. Um, but like, like, don't get me wrong. I think he still does have his little you know his little moments where he does go missing at times, but. He's been so, so good this season. Like, just turning up when we need him, um, be, being an influence on the game. I think that's a key thing. Like, you know, sometimes he wasn't that influence on the game where, you know, he, he wouldn't be the focal point in the attack or the build-up, um, whereas he is now. And I think he's just a, a confidence player. Once his confidence is up, he just puts in those performances that we want and we, we love to see. Um, so, yeah, Lionel Trossard, mm. for me, definitely number two. And then it's a top... Uh, it's a toss-up, yeah. really, number three. Um, I probably... I do really like McAllister. Um, and mm. then, I suppose... Yeah. See, I, I put, I, the reason why I put Neil Mope is simply just because of like the the um, the memories from the season and the late I goals think, and that sort of stuff. That's I why that's I don't. Because the important goals he scored. No, I, I think that's fair. And I think we're really quick to forget about Mope because like, he done so much for us in the first half of the season. And like you said, he scored these really important goals and key things. And then he felt, you know, he dipped in form and we dipped in form and we went that, you know, that big spell I think was it two yeah. or three months with whole win? every um, single Brighton player dipped in form then didn't they yeah really? yeah exactly and, and I think I think Mope was like used as a scapegoat he was like oh Mope shit let's fucking forget everything he's done kind of thing um, but 
yeah, yeah, you're right, Ben. He, he did do a lot in the first half of the season, I suppose, like key key moments to get us some big results. Um, however, does that mm. warrant player of the season? Like, you know, does that warrant the whole season? You have to look at the whole season. So, just because yeah. of purely on that factor, I'm going to go McAllister just just based on the whole season. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's pretty good. So same as same oh. as same as Ryan's top three, but yeah, that's my rationale. I've just looked at um, I've just looked at my one from Albion Rules because during the Albion Rules podcast, I was just doodling, not gonna lie, and I found. Um... <laughs> I don't know what <laughs> sorry, sorry, yeah. sorry, you guys, if you are watching, but I, I was doing. I, <laughs> I do this quite a lot, all right. I'm literally like got ADHD. I'm pretty sure. Um, so, <laughs> um, sorry, uh, so. Kukurea Veltwood McAllister was my choice on that podcast. My point I was going to make is, I think it would be quite fun, just because we're all on it now, is provided we don't sign anyone, I'm sure we will, but to choose from this squad, predictions for next season's Oh, like the season top three. Yeah, I like, I like Based it. on this squad, like because it. obviously the, the summer could change it. Undav could come in and be a world beater. We could sign some amazing sort of centre half or whatever. But until that point, ignoring that, you can include Undav if you want to. But who would you think is the top three players of the season? And then we'll look back at the end of May next year yeah. and compare to the... Last week, or the week before, Ryan, we said that, we were saying that we reckon Caicedo might be in it. So I, I will say yeah. Caicedo. I don't know if I can't do, probably can't do the order. I don't know if I'll be able to do the order straight yeah, away. Yeah, order's, order's tough. So I'll just so, say, if you can get any of the top three in any order, that's fair. So, I'll yeah, I'll start. So I think because yeah. Basuma's going to go, I think is really going to step up. So I think Caicedo would be in the top three. Yeah. Um, I think Lewis Dunk will be back in the conversation. Okay. Um, I don't think Undav will. Um, oh, it's a tough one. I'm debating putting Sanchez in there. I think if he can have a really, really good full season, I don't see why not if he's pulling off saves like he did, did against Leeds consistently next year. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I mean, might. Honestly, yeah, because I'm, I'm not well, banking on Undav to doing a good, having a. What unbelievable season! I don't want to it, put too much pressure on the lad. It all it all depends as well, Ben. Like, wh- how do you how do you see us finishing? Like, how do you see us doing? Because then that all depends on. So, for example, I'll give you. I'll give you. I'll elaborate a little bit more because I'm sort of waffling. But so, okay, let's say let's say we're scrapping for relegation, right? You're most looking looking likely that the keeper and the defense is going to do, have to do really well to keep us up. If that makes sense. But mm-hmm. let's say on the flip side, if we're doing really well and we're pushing for Europe, most likely the forwards and the midfield are going to be do, doing really well, right? So I suppose it just yeah. depends. How do you see? How do you see Brighton doing next season? I'll and answer that players... quickly. Go on. Uh, so I, th- I think we will push on the performances, but I think the teams around us will improve. So hmm. I, maybe we won't finish in top ten next year unless we really improve in the transfer market. But if you got, if you kind of think about it, Leicester will be a lot better next year because they won't have Europe to distract them. Villa will be because they're going to pump a shitload more money in it. If Everton stay up. Uh, they might get backed again. Lampard might get players that can make them better yeah, again. I am worried about, and I'm there are going to be stay up. They could do the same. There are going to yeah, there are going to be three or four teams that are below us right now that could seriously, seriously improve. So I don't know. It's mm-hmm. a good point. That you, yeah, it's a good question you're asking, Maz. Um, yeah, it does, right? it does depend on how we do next year. So Ben, wait, Ben, what was your top three final? Um, yeah, it's good. But I reckon I'll do year. Sanchez, Duncan, Caicedo. Okay, Robert Sanchez. I'll just, I'm just writing them down as we talk. Okay, interesting. Maz, what about you? Uh, I'm going to go Kukurea again. Oh, yeah, have I forgotten about you'll... the people that are in it now? Sorry. <laughs> 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 so, <I'm... laughs> what, fucking, what fucking idiot? Jesus Christ. Uh, 
So I, I'm going to go I'm, I'm going to go Kukurea again. Yeah, he'll stay in it, I think. I think he'll yeah. be consistently good. Uh, Caicedo, definitely. I think he's unreal. Yeah. So I think, yeah, definitely Caicedo. Yeah. Uh, and then the third one, oof. Do you know what? I'm going to be a bit controversial here. I'm going to say that Basuma's going to stay and then him and Caicedo are going to make this unreal partnership next season and they're going to be the bosses of the midfield. So I'm I wouldn't, gonna go be, I wouldn't actually be as surprised as I probably would have been yeah. six months ago if you're saying yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. Because I feel like he's just like, I don't know, not only has his performances got better in the last six weeks, he's also looks like he's really part of the football the club now again. Do you know what I mean? Like he feels like he's very like loving, like yeah. you know. I even saw him at the awards night. He looked like he was laughing. He was loving it. He was getting involved. Like he was even you know liking our stuff that we were posting about him. So, yeah, yeah, he loved I don't it. Know. He, yeah, yeah I, I don't know. It's uh, potentially Basuma. I feel like if he stays, he, him and Carcedo will perform a uh, will make a really nice partnership in that centre midfield. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, that's fair. Oh, oh, yeah, um, just quickly, uh, also shout out to to Lampty as well. If he can find his uh, in, like if he his yeah. injury. Hopefully he'll be back up there. So, but that's that's a credit yeah. to development for keeping him out of the team so long, isn't it? Because yeah, it's, it's we a bit of a, a I actually want to um, defender. Yeah, I want to say about uh, Lamptey. I saw an interesting stat because I will forget it. Um, I, I'm pretty sure anyway. It was the majority of his top readings. You know how he was one of the fastest players in Europe. The majority of his top readings all came before his injury, and since his injury, he hasn't actually recorded any of those or beaten any of those. And whether that's because he's lost pace because of his injury, or whether it's because we've started playing a bit more sort of compact with him, we don't let him sort of explore as much as we used to. Yeah, he's to. been playing a lot more advanced. And yeah, it's strange, isn't it? Like yesterday, at one point, he was, he was playing striker. He was playing yeah, up he front was pretty much up front. Him, he? he was yeah. literally up front as he strange. came on. So yeah, it, it is a strange one, but hopefully Tyrant can get back to car. I do love him. Uh, I wish he buried that last night because uh, sorry yesterday because that would have yeah, been topped sick. off with a great day. Yeah. Um, my my top three then. I've got Kukurea as well, same as Maz. I've got Moises Caicedo, same as both of you. Uh, and I've done an outside shot and I, I, just just to be different really because uh, we can't all be the same. And I've gone in on Wepu if he can stay fit because I just think he's really good. Yeah, if he can <laughs> stay fit. Yeah. And it, it's just it's just if he can stay fit because if not, I'd, I'd probably gamble McAllister. Um, but I, I've gone with I've gone with Mwepu just because I, I just I think he's so much better. We're so much better with him in the team, uh, scoring goals from midfield. He's just the boy. The boy lives and breeds goals and assists. Honestly, um, yeah. M- m- the Wi-Fi again. To be honest, you guys can all rinse me. Even though I'm not even at home, so don't rinse me because it doesn't make any sense. I'm on 4G. Anyway, point is, I was saying about Enoch Mwepu, and I just said the boy lives and breeds goals and assists. I think we're so much better with him in the team, and that's my reason for having him in my top three players of the season potentially for next season. Anyway. Um, moving on then. So let's talk a bit about West Ham. Um, it's going to be a weird game because West Ham are very up and down. Obviously, they got a point against Man City. Huge you could point. argue they dropped three. Um, I, I don't know because we always seem to do quite well against them. I, I, I'll ask you guys now. What are we thinking we're going to do against West Ham? Well, well, Ryan, funny you should say that. We've never lost to West Ham in the Premier League. so Exactly. That is, but this that is a diff- is not- this is a different West Ham to the West Ham we've faced for the past four or five seasons. Well, I think it is. Of, we played them earlier, but we, them earlier we got a point against them at West Ham. At- yeah, yeah, yeah. So I would argue, Ben, fuck West Ham, and we're going to get a win. No, uh, I'm joking. <laughs> no, I, 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 <laughs> no, no, I'm joking, I'm joking. No, so right. So interestingly, interestingly, they obviously they have got something to play for because they can beat Man United to seventh. Is it um, to seventh spot? That'd be banned. Is that- I think so. Um, so they've got like so- essentially something to play for, uh, whereas we don't. Um, so to speak, like we're just 
we're just chilling now. Like we've got yeah. well, one more game left of the season. Let's be real. The likes of the likes of Dunk and probably a few of the senior players who love a love a bit of a night out here and there. They're probably going to be right. Right, we're on our holidays already. Let's just you know, like Leeds. I reckon Leeds was the last game where they thought right. Let's you know we can sort of try. So. I don't know. Yeah, just basically saying that though, like that as well. we are trying to, we are fighting for something. The Palace can still overtake us in the table. That's the one thing I'm yeah, concerned, but, of, mm. concerned about. But do, do you and we think, can still drop think, out of the top ten, can't we? Do you think the players kept? Because right, the reason why I say this is because of Zaha's comments in midweek. He said, and whether he's lying or not, I, I don't know. But he said, I don't of care if we lying. finish above. Yeah, you know, I don't care if we finish above Brighton or not. So, do you think <laughs> the same for the Brighton players? Do you think the Brighton players care enough? Uh, right now that they finish above mm. Palace I think they do I think they do because it's I the first they time they'll be able to do it for, for a long long time a long long and also time. also I think that breaking this whole 50 points thing would be great you know to finish yeah. the season on 51 our previous best 41 it's 10 point you know better off our previous best is is pretty good and I think as well top 10 is a big attraction I think, you know, if you can say Brighton finished top 10, then, you know, the, then we've completed yeah. that objective. You know, we've I said we've done that. And, and we've achieved it within the five years that we wanted to do it in. So I think, and you know, you'd be happy with that. So, yeah, I think there is enough motivation to want to go and do it. It's just whether the, the, the players echo it, I don't know. But I would say they probably should. Whether they will or not, I don't know. Um, Even Brentford anyway, are behind us by two points as well. I don't know who yeah, they've got exactly. last game of the season, so they can still jump us, and so can Palace. Yeah. So like, we could we could still end up twelfth. Mm. Yeah, so we, yeah. we don't want that really. I mean, twelfth would be would be a failure probably. I'd say amongst the players, they'd probably say the same. Um, but West Ham, yeah, I just find them a, a bit of a strange side. They're very up and down. And one minute they're well beaters and they're going to get Champions League. Next minute they sort of capitulate. Um, I'd like to hope that we can beat them though, because as you say, we have we haven't lost to them in the, in the Premier League. Uh, we always seem to play well against them, so we seem to raise our game against them for some reason. The Amex last time at Manchester United was rocking. If we can have anything similar, obviously it will be the um, the players doing their lap of honour as well, which would be quite good to to be back at. I yeah, I'm feeling confident. I think we're going to win two nil and, and and really convincingly beat them. Jesus Christ. I'm, I'm, I'm very, very uh, on the opposite of that, mate. I do not think we will beat them. I think they'll be bang up for it. I'm guessing this will be Mark Noble's very, very last game. I know he had a That'll really emotional good. send-off. That'll be good. He had a really emotional send-off at uh, London Stadium yesterday. That was, yeah, that was, I mean, fair play to He Noble. should get what, a good reception player. from Brighton fans, because I say, we, yeah, we, 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 you know, yeah. we would do quite well, good Well, in that. saying that as well, if, if, if they play the sympathy, well, not the sympathy card, sorry. Like, basically, if they wanted to honour Noble in the best way, They'll they'll start him, which is advantage Brighton. Because let's be real, he's not great, is he? Like obviously he's done a lot. He's done a, he's done a lot for West Ham. It's advantage Brighton. <laughs> Man, he's got yeah, your brain, mate. No, he's, he's got, got a point. Your brain. It's no, he's true, got a point. It's true. It's true. Yeah. He has got a point, but it's just it's yeah. just Twitter language, isn't it? It just makes me laugh. <laughs> yeah, no, I know, I know, yeah. No, <laughs> yeah. but no, what I meant yeah. though, like like if they do go Ratio. down that nostalgia route, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, if they go down that nostalgia route, you know, that could be good for us. You know, if they do start Mark Noble, obviously Declan Rice and Suchek are much better than Noble. So that's the point I'm trying to make, is that yeah. you know, that, that could yeah. be good for no, us. Okay. Um go, going down that route. Um Yeah, imagine Kaiseido Basuma versus Rice and Noble, we've got the better pair. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. Um, so is. yeah, it'd be interesting to see. But I think yeah, yeah oh, I reckon West Ham, West Ham will be will be better. And, um... They'll be up for it. Do you know what I mean, so I think um, we'll. Is it maybe one nil? I want to say, just because yeah. they want it more. 
But Bowen's banging form as well. But like, he scored two really good goals. Bowen's been in form for about two years. He's just he's exceptional footballer. To be fair. Oh, what pissed me off, and we'll talk about it so much more in depth next week because it's a bit of a talking point. I mean, Potter didn't make the nominees for the uh, manager of the season, but neither did David Moyes. Yeah, that's I know, Matt, you've got to go through, so we, we won't talk about it now, but just I, I, if West Ham fans are listening, you got robbed. Yeah. Matt Moyes should definitely be there, even win it. Yeah, yeah. I don't 100%. understand why Pep Guardiola and Klopp are in it when they're expected to no. do what they're doing right now. Maybe that's yeah. just me. I just think it should be managers that have exceeded expectations rather than who just fucking won it all the time. Like, it's a bit I weird. agree. But that's, agree. yeah, that's, we'll talk about that more in depth next week. Uh, my yeah. prediction for the game, uh, I would say 2-1 West Ham. Yeah, because I think that oh, they, are, they are boring. No, it's not what boring. It's, it's, it's facts. It's facts. <laughs> I just think they will. Yeah, I think they've got too much for us. They'll be playing for... No- that Mate, Noble's been there for so long. It's such a massive game for them. For their season yeah. and for him specifically, whether he yeah, yeah. comes on for te- the last ten minutes and gets the applause coming on, or whether he gets taken off the last for when he plays eighty minutes, I don't know what way around they will do it. But hopefully, like you said, Maz, they will do it. The well, the, the latter. Well, I said that he would be playing longer on the pitch so we can dominate the midfield somewhat. Yeah. But um, yeah, I'm not confident that we will get a result from them despite our recent history against them in the league. Mm. What a Europa League final for West Ham. Um, but yeah, anyway, so <laughs> <laughs> I'm just joking. Now, to be fair, I have I have a lot of I have a lot of respect for West Ham. I can't lie; they've they've done really well for what they've you know the situation they're in about three or four years ago to now is just you know it could be further from different. So, Mate, they were so yeah. nearly out of the out of the Premier League, weren't they? At one point, yeah, Was it yeah, like no, they're, they're gone. But, yeah, yeah. They, had, they had pictures. They had picture makers coming on this, and they were trying to. Like attack the owner. Yeah. Like was it yeah. two years ago? Mate, they sacked Moyes because he was like taking them down, and then now he's taking them to like Europa. It's mental. Um, yeah, I, I have full respect for for David Moyes. To be fair, he's some manager. Um, but yeah, I, I still think we're going to win. I don't know. I still I have a feeling we're going to win. I just whenever we play West Ham, I don't feel like we're going to lose, which is kind of weird. Maybe maybe I'll eat my words, but we'll see. Um, and hopefully, yeah, hopefully well, it will. Hopefully, the atmosphere, like you said, Brian, will carry on from the Man United atmosphere. Yeah, I hope so. I think so. I, I, I don't see what there's. There's nothing still to be negative about at the minute. You know, there's there's still no apart from bringing Casado off for the Lana. There's nothing to be negative about. So, um, I'm feeling pretty good. I still think we're going to be all right. We are. We are a good team. You know, we've got we've got good players. I think we've got a better midfield than them. Their attacks a lot better than ours. Defensively, I'd say we're pretty even. So it should be a good a good matchup. Um, but yeah, boys, anything else to add? I would go on further about, you know, all of the rumours and stuff, but obviously Mazzy will go into the Huddersfield game tonight, which is going to be mad. So, come on, Luton. Come on, Nathan Jones. Yeah, come on, Nathan. Come on, Nathan. I want to see a a Forest-Luton final because either of those would be a good away day because I'd like to see Jones back and Forest is pretty easy for me, luckily. So, I'd like either. I'm going to Forest as well tomorrow. Are you? Oh, mad. I'm going to Nottingham tomorrow. No way. Oh, yeah. I'm, oh, we'll yeah. we'll no, I'm in Nottingham tomorrow, yeah. literally. I'll meet you. Oh, possibly. I actually will. Oh, we'll come meet yeah. me under 10. <laughs> and, uh, Maz, if you do manage to speak to Nathan Jones tonight, just try and bring up some Brighton stuff because I'm sure he'll love that and tell him that he's the future Brighton manager. Although, to be fair, maybe not actually if he's trying to get a promotion with Luton, but yeah. Yeah, and also Graham Potter's a lot better. <laughs> so, yeah. anyway, boys, I think that's about it really as far as I'm concerned. I don't want to go any further. I don't want to waste any more time unless you have no. anything else to say, Mesopin. No, no, no. We're good to go, mate. 
Cool. Right. Thank you all for watching and listening. Oh my God, Maz, now I can finally see you, mate. As I'm about to yeah, <laughs> at the outro. Finally, now I Jesus can finally Christ. see him. If, if you're listening to this, right, we've had the worst, like, most dodgy connection throughout this entire thing because Maz is in Huddersfield. I'm in Midlands as well. Ben's all the way down in Shoreham. Our, our connection's been yeah, awful. Yeah, your, so your two bit, connection has been pony. Yeah. Absolutely. If it's a bit hit and miss, oh, this, this, this podcast. Again. So when Maz has been talking and me and Ryan are kind of looking around, like not engaging yeah, with him, that's because why we can't see him. It's yeah. not because and we're just ignoring him. Yeah. If the podcast's a bit hit and miss, then this this is why. I don't know how this is going to yeah. come out. It could be really sketchy and it doesn't even go out, but we'll see. Anyway, thank you all for watching. Yeah, I need to find two new <laughs> yeah, hosts. I think I've learned that. I, need to, I might recruit Jack Albion and get uh, BHA Harvey to be the new host, yeah. boys, unfortunately. We've got this mental like delay between each other as well. So if it sounds like we're interrupting each other, we're also not doing that. We just can't hear yeah. each other. Um, but yeah, anyway, I'm going to give it three seconds before I say the outro. Thank you all for watching uh, and listening as well. If you are on YouTube, uh, please do subscribe and drop a like. Uh, if you're listening on Spotify, uh, keep streaming and on same on Apple Podcast. And until next time for the final time this season. Comment below, sorry, quickly. Comment below. Oh my God, yeah. Um, comment below that Mark Kukurea is genuinely the best left back this club has ever had. That's a bit long-winded, isn't it? Yeah. Um, yes. We spoke about Kaiseido in the G every video. Yeah, Kaiseido affected Ben for four weeks in a row. <laughs> that's, that's what you get for being so good. Eats paella. Eats paella, drinks Estrella. His hair's pretty big. Or or just comment, eh, hey, gaffer. No, actually, all, everyone comment, eh, hey, gaffer. So E like triple Y and then gaffer. Just comment that. Eh, hey, gaffer. Yeah. Eh, hey, gaffer. Cool. Gaffer. Cool. Right. We'll see you after West Ham. Uh, sorry. Yeah, after West Ham. And uh, yeah. Goodbye. Peace. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.